Good morning and welcome back to another Noodleberg Daily Huddle where we get the opportunity to kick the day in the right direction for you guys. And uh, we get to join the community. We get to have a great conversation, focus on getting 1% better and just have a great time and have a ball while we're doing it. It's nice. Three days in a row for me. It's good to be back kind of on the huddle and good to be back on a Thursday where I normally have my yeah. position, which I had kind of uh, yielded to dad as he would be traveling for the next two weeks. Yeah. Uh, for Get your ass people. ready. You're going to be here every day for two oh. weeks. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, for any of those who are worrying, he made it to Rome. He is uh, he is out it's there. It's two o'clock in Rome right now. Is there any chance that he pops on the huddle? <laughs> like... I think he's gonna make an effort. Not well. To. I made I made the recommendation. I said keep your phone in airplane mode. I was like, you don't want any overseas charges. I was like, no, you don't get overseas charges now. I was like, well, I was like, just in case. I was like, no, 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 no. Why would you? Keep- it's ten dollars a day. It's the best deal that Amer- yeah. that AT and T's AT and T's international plan is. It elite. is. They will not <laughs> more than like a hundred bucks for a cycle, so you can right. have it's a hundred bucks no matter how long you're going. It's fantastic. Yeah. From experience, you just never know with that shit, and it, you know. Luckily, I love it. Nation. Well, t- <clears throat> so much good stuff to talk about. We've got the NFL happening tonight. Uh, yesterday was a great day. Got to spend some time with the take stock crew and, uh, really go deep on time management, which we're going to break down today because that is this week's on the blog post. And, uh, we just got some great stuff to talk about. Got some headlines to hit before we get started. It's not, so it's not a football show, but we'd be remiss. We didn't mention that the NFL is back here tonight finally <laughs> like, there's a real yeah, game that's back. gonna happen that matters that your fans so let's get to some wake up music let's get this thing rocking and rolling and then we will come back and we will talk about some headlines and we'll talk about some great stuff let's go So I think this well, John really Harris make a great comment. Like, can yeah. we actually yeah. <laughs> initial music team? We've had Jimmy Buffett music, and shame on us. We are losing control of the show. Um, yeah. we have not made it there, but today we promise we will get there. Well, so like, and Nancy, you know, said great session yesterday with Take Stock. Thank you, Nancy. I'm so glad that you reached out and invested in the development of your team. And I'm having a blast having those conversations with you guys. And um, I think it's a good opportunity for us to talk about a little bit of the new format of the show, which we are going to ask everyone. We're going to push everyone to add questions in the comments that you want us to address, whether there are specific topics you want us to talk about or it's something, a very specific question you want answered. Put them in the comments. We're going to populate them, and then we will get to them in later shows during the week. So we will always have a Ask the Noodles section where we are answering questions or addressing topics 
from the audience. That way we make sure that the content stays a relevant. For you guys. I think that becomes a true huddle, you know, of uh, interactive environments where it's not only us up here preaching what we think is important or the things that we want to talk about, definitely the viewership. And, you know, after dissecting some of our favorite shows, they do a great job of that. But yes, for the second day in a row, we saw Christian White. Um, Unreal, making it a habit. All over, but uh, it was, uh, what did he say when we asked him why he watches the huddle? What was his answer? It was- uh, Because you guys are always talking about something great. Right? Or something something good to talk about. (laughs) And so speaking of good things to talk about, We've got some huddle headlines for everybody. So, Shay, give us the huddle headlines music. So regardless of how you feel about climate change, regardless of what your opinions are of science, you can't compete with data. And the data will tell you that we just survived the hottest summer of record. Technically, summer's not even really over, but down here feels like it's still scorching hot some of these days. But you just survived the hottest summer of record in the Northern Hemisphere. So congratulations to everybody that's still here. That is a September kickoff, but I I think it's, uh, people talk about winter depression in the North, you know, that it's going to start getting cold and dark. And I believe the heat is debilitating. Like, I can't be outside. I don't want to be out. Like, we had a meeting outside yesterday. And by the <laughs> end, I like, couldn't focus anymore. There was, you know, I was going delirious, you know. Um, and I if you watch the same thing, I mean, they were dying out there. My, my barometer when I get up in the morning is when I leave my house. You know, I leave at 4.50 or whatever it is to go work out at a 45 at 5.15. And there's two, there's two real indicators for me. One is how hard the door sticks when I go to open it, because that means that there's a ridiculous amount of condensation in the door. And then the other thing is looking at the windows. And if the windows are dripping water, that means that it's so humid outside that the air conditioning on the inside of my house is creating condensation on the windows, which the past few days have not happened. They've been dry and it's been a nice smooth opening of the door. Well, so I'm like, all right, we're dropping some humidity around here. It was, I think it was last week when you texted me, you go, I don't want to be the one to say it, but it's kind of cool out. Right. <laughs> right. Talking about <laughs> and right. sure enough, because 79 in the morning here now constitutes as cold. But for those of you who are the US Open fans, I know yesterday was a brutal day there. It's brutally hot in New York for the and US. Gym is hot. Like everybody listen. I think we're all ready. We're all gonna start taking trips to the northeast. But you know, give yourself a round of applause. It's always good to take the wins where you can get them. I love it. And, and, you know, in keeping in theme of the huddle headlines and with dad traveling, you know, luckily he avoided this kind of disaster. But for those of you that haven't seen the Delta flight that got disrupted by a passenger with explosive diarrhea, I don't know that there's a worse situation that could happen to you on a plane. It's the way obviously like there's like a hijacking or something like really serious, but like in terms of gross, in terms of just like, I don't know how it gets worse. Biohazard, you know, like in the quote, how that's phrased, he goes, you know, uh, somebody diarrhea through, like, I don't think that they, the I don't it was, think they it was throughout the whole plane. Like, no, and if I would look, we would never show that because we would have to put up like warning signs. Oh, but there no. is a video that shows the plane and it is one of the most vile things I've ever seen. 
Um, like there are quotes from people on the plane that couldn't wait to get off the plane. Well, I can tell you for sure that if I was on that plane, 100% I'm puking. So not only is there diarrhea all over the plane, but now there's also vomit all over the plane because I'm uncontrollably throwing up. Flight from like Atlanta to Barcelona, so it wasn't like a short flight, and you're landing soon. You were stuck there. Um, you know, uh, all bad. It's all bad. (laughs) We got to get off this topic. I don't know. know There's a worse thing that can happen to a human being, though. Like they're much worse. But in terms of like embarrassment and like I feel bad for a human being because. I don't you didn't you don't do that on purpose. <laughs> the comments are fantastic right now. Eddie Dyke says it's a shitty plane ride. Right. <laughs> Michael right. McClure said no shit. <laughs> Jeanette says holy crap. <laughs> a bullshit. A bullshit. A bullshit. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And the last headline that we have to talk about before we get to some time management discussion is the you know speaking of being stuck somewhere is the burning man event so you know you had burning man happen out in the desert i'm look it's not something that i'm ever interested in attending we don't have any desire to go to he's in for wealthy people again to go be spiritual and get away um from society they go out into the middle of nevada um, to I don't know exactly what they praise or what exactly is the I don't know I'm, I'm sure that there's plenty of psychedelics taken. I was about to say, I'm sure there's plenty of drugs involved. Well, if you don't know what happened, um, it started to rain. It, it never rains there, and sure enough, it started the desert. To, listen, it started to rain there, and they got caught in mud. They couldn't get out. Celebrities were stuck. Like I know Chris Rock ended up in the back of somebody's pickup truck with a New York you know jacket on. Um, so I don't know that I'm ever venturing out there and I'm always very probably, you know, skeptical of these events. Yeah. First of all, I'm just not going out in the desert to hang out. Well, it's like, like the Friar Festival. That guy is now back putting on another Friar Festival. And I don't know that I would ever do that. Like, I don't no. know that you learn from your mistakes. I don't know that I would give you the opportunity to learn from your mistakes. I'm not not going back. The, the feces jokes continue to roll in. Les Kutsky says, smooth move, x And so, uh, and Jonathan Aarons talks about being on a flight where someone threw up on the aisle and the flight attendants just threw newspaper over it. Like, the big daddy play. So, unbelievable. Crazy stuff happening out there. Let's get to some morning motivational music. Finally, we're going to honor Jimmy Buffett with a cheeseburger in paradise. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about time management.
also, you know, great on great, great, uh, you know, tribute to, to Jimmy Buffett there. I don't know if there's any parrot heads out there, but I can tell you that I never went to a Jimmy Buffett concert, nor do I have. Did I have the desire or now feel like I missed out on my opportunity? I went to one. I went to a Jimmy Buffett concert. But I will say that there was a Jimmy Buffett concert in Tallahassee while I was there and the parking lot and the surrounding area of the Civic Center prior to that concert was like an NFL game. I mean, it was there were RVs. There were people cooking and grilling and drinking and smoking. And it was unbelievable. The party that was happening outside of the the concert before it even happened. So unbelievable. It's um, look it. What, I don't think it ever really made it to my generation. You know, I don't no. think it, ever, it, it even further removed. You know, I don't know really anybody who listens to Jimmy Buffett my age, but he is a legend. Um, and it's sad to see them start to go. You know, but one by one, they seem to. You know, for someone who was raised on old music and old culture, they seem to be going quicker. So you know, honor them, remember them, continue so to I, enjoy them while they're here. I made the comment to Gabby. I was like, you know, he's pretty young. You know, to go at, I think it was 74 or 76. And I was like, we're pretty young, you know? And she was like, not really. And I was like, what do you mean, not really? She was like, do you know what the average age is? And I was like, or the average life lifetime? And I was like, no. 74. And she was 74. So we actually live slightly past the average. And I was like, the average is 74. That's a little depressing. If you've learned anything like us, we don't like to be average. And we, we gotta we gotta do way better with the average, though. I'm like, come on, guys, we gotta be pushing it. Like, and for me, my examples, my my grandmother and my grandfather, who are both pushing 90 and beyond 90, like to me, that's the standard. Like, you right. gotta get there. That's that's yeah. the, that's the expectation now. And I think, you know, if you paid attention more to time management, you might be able to live a happier life and last a little longer. Let's talk about it. And and let's talk about why time management is so important, because yesterday with Take Stock, right? And there's the there's the picture of the blog. So for those of you that are not receiving the newsletter, number one, go sign up for the newsletter. So this gets delivered to your inbox. Number two, you can go to our website um, on the ball.co. There's, the, there's a blog tab there for you, and we have all different kinds of blogs that fall under the idea of personal development, organizational excellence, time management, all different kinds of things, and great for a great resource for you to continue to get better. But this conversation yesterday, you know, I think where time management starts is control the controllables, right? And we can only really control two things. It's what we choose to think about and what we choose to do with our time and the less organization and the less direction you give to both of those things, the more you allow outside factors to influence what happens to you, which ultimately is a recipe for disaster. I think, right. I think, you know, it really does start with acknowledging that it's an important part of your life, that it's a necessity to continue to operate at a certain level is to have that organization. Cause so- I don't believe if you, if you operate completely, at the whim of anything else and you're spraying the gun, eventually you're going to stop and go, I have no idea what I'm doing or where to turn my attention and focus to, which is exhausting activities. So if you can agree or if you can at least recognize that you need the organization and that time management is important, then there's a spectrum, right? Like there are people that are so maniacal with their time that every single second of their day is time blocked and calendared and as organized as they can possibly get it. 
And that idea for some people freaks them out so, so much that they're like, I would never do something like that. that. Why do I think that? I think people like freedom and and it's personality types. Oh, hello. Hi. (laughs) He just came busting in. That's okay. Julian is going to join us for the last five minutes of the show. Um, Can you say hi to everybody? Can you say hi? And now you're going to get quiet. You just busted through the door like the Kool-Aid man. And now you're not going to say anything on the show? What the hell's going on out here? Great job, Shay. Um, but so I think I think it boils down to the kind of personality that you have. Right? Oh, now you're going to talk. Sure. Now you're going to talk over Dada? How's that going to work? Um, so, and, and I dealt with this yesterday with the take stock people. There are some people who are a t- type personalities and super into that kind of organization and want to get every single minute they can scheduled the right way. Other people are not so a tip, you know, a type personalities. They skew on a different end of the spectrum and they want a little bit more freedom. They want a little bit more uh, leeway in how they decide to do it, which doesn't mean that time management is impossible for them. It just changes the way you have to execute it. So it was a great conversation with them and talking about the spectrum of that. But ultimately, it boils down to three things. And I did this exercise with them, which was really fun. I had the everybody on the team give me their priorities, right? And didn't allow them to have any insight into what everybody else was doing and what they were saying. And when you when you got everybody's priorities, you saw that nobody had the same definition of a priority. Some people had tasks as their priorities. Some people had goals as their priorities, and some people had priorities that were so specifically defined that it really didn't leave them any room for anything else. And so that nobody had the same definition of what a priority was. And so I think it's really important that people recognize there's three tiers to successful time management. One is prioritization and being clear on what your priorities are. The next is then having a quantitative goal or some kind of goal associated with that priority and then reverse engineering the behaviors that lead to those goals that allow you to be successful. But it's a tiered process that allow you to get to proper time management. And if you don't understand how what the difference is between behaviors, goals and priorities, then it's very easy to get convoluted and not have any real direction. Well, I think that's the point. And then they have no idea what they're actually supposed to be doing. I think some people have an idea of the goal or the priority that they're supposed to be feeding. But if you don't know what the actual activities are that feed the goal or feed the activity, then you're kind of just working in a circle and you're wasting time trying to figure it out. And for me personally, like I love the time box with the priority rather than the activity. Like I want to know that from this time to this time, this is my focus. Now I can go in on a weekly basis and be like, okay, if this is my business development time, then what are the activities I need to be doing? Well, today I need to be sending requests. I need to be reaching out to people. Like I like that so that the structure remains the same rather than the small minuscule tasks that show up every 15 minutes. For me, that's exhausting. The overstructure in my life also exhausts me to that side. So exactly. And I'm the opposite. Right. Right. Like I like to I like to operate almost on autopilot. I don't want to have to think about shit once my day starts. 
I want to know exactly what the behavior is. If it's making my protein shake, if it's sending out my LinkedIn post, if it's responding to LinkedIn notifications or requests, if it's sending follow-up emails, if it's preparing for a coaching call, if it's writing a presentation, whatever the activity is, if it's calling ADT to get them out here to help fix the security system, whatever it is, right? Instead of having a task list or a to-do list, I operate better in putting those things in my calendar with specific time allotted to it. And I think that's the other thing is that we get caught up in like, everything's got to take 30 minutes, right? It's a 30 minute block. It's a 30 minute block. It's a 30 minute block. You know, it was kind of revolutionary when I ran into Nick Saban's structure of of practice because he had seven minute periods. And I was like, can we even set the clock for seven minutes? <laughs> like, is that or, or is that possible? Is that setting well, on the clock? One here, <laughs> right. But but the concept behind him breaking up practice periods into odd numbers of minutes made you be very intentional and very focused about what was going to happen during that time. And so for me, I like putting a task on the list that might only take five minutes and allotting five minutes for it and figuring out how my day is going to flow in and around those things. The cool part of doing that is that you get time back. You see that like at the end of the day, or there are certain times <clears throat> during the day where you're getting time back because, and I forget the name of the principle, but like however long you schedule something, it'll take Parkinson's that. law, which tells you that time will expand to the amount or an, an activity will expand to the time that you give it. Exactly. So that is a proven fact. So if we say something will take 30 minutes, we'll say it'll take 30 minutes. For those of you who know, like the procrastinators in the world would be like, if I tried to do it in the morning, it would take me five hours. But if I needed an hour, I could probably do it in an hour. So it's interesting when you push yourself to do that, you start getting time back. And then the other thing I think is hard stops, you know, knowing that you need to move on to tasks and being willing to shift your focus to the next task being like, all right, I'll come back to this. It's okay not to finish. Right. I need to move on because this is how my day is structured to keep me operating at the best, you know, efficiency, effectiveness, whatever you want to call it. But being willing to be like, hey, look, I got to stop. This is great. Can we schedule a follow-up? Can I push this to tomorrow? Or figuring out how to structure your day so you're always at, you know, max peak. And building in transition times, right? Like if you allow yourself time to transition from one thing to the next, even if it's only five minutes or three minutes or seven minutes or whatever, if you start working in some odd numbers or you're working in 15 minute blocks and you want to work in, you know, just traditional 15 minutes for everything, you could say, I'm going to give this thing 15 minutes. And for the next 15 minutes, I'm going to give myself transition time. I'm going to, you know, clean up the notes from the thing that I was just doing. I'm going to put that away and put it in a place where I'm able to come back to it. I'm going to shift my attention to what the next thing is, allow myself to prepare. Melissa Graves asked the question, which a reminder for everybody, we are going to have a section of the show that is called Ask the Noodles. So if you just continuously populate the comments with questions that you have that you want addressed or particular topics that you want addressed, we will come back to those in other shows. But Melissa asked, what do you do if you struggle to identify your priorities? You got to really do some time in self-evaluation in two areas. What's really important to you as an individual? What do you really like? What's what really matters to you? If you say being a a mom is really important to you, then schedule time to be a mom. 
schedule time to spend that time with your kids and do what's necessary. If you say that your health is important to you, then schedule time to cook food, to work out, to get sunlight, to do some reading, to do some writing, things that are good for your mental and physical health, schedule those things to be done. But you got to be able to have that conversation with yourself of what's really important to me. Because if you say something's important to you, but you're not really willing to do the things that align with that priority or the thing you said you wanted to do, then it's not really important to you. And in the professional sense, you got to know what the drivers are that bring value in your role, right? It can't be, well, I'm just here to serve the organization. It's a recipe for disaster. You got to know in your role, what are the things that drive value for the organization, for your team, for your people, for you, and build your priorities out of that. For me as an entrepreneur, and I've been using this for everybody as an example, I kind of have three basic priorities. I have new business development, I have current client service, and I have internal team development. I consider Jake and Sarah and Shay, I don't really consider my dad my responsibility, but I consider the rest of the team my responsibility to pour into them to make sure they get what they need and that I'm providing opportunities for them to grow and develop. I have client service responsibilities in terms of coaching clients and presentations and all the people, all the organizations that we're building training platforms for. I have responsibilities to them that I have to feed. And then I've got new business development, right? I've got my marketing. I've got my outreach. I've got follow-up virtual coffees. I know the behaviors that are aligned with all three of those priorities, but those are, are my only priorities when it comes to our business. Everything we do can kind of fall into one of those things for me. And if it doesn't, then I either have to hire somebody for it or I got to figure out where am I going to take away from one of those priorities to add to this new thing. And I've, I'm kind of on my soapbox right here right now. But, you know, as we go into overtime and I think I want to close this way, proper time management. And I made this point yesterday. Proper time management is not about balance. And it's not about even distribution. It's about understanding where your values are and where, where the weight of your values are and distributing your time based on the weight of that value. Some things are 90% important at some seasons of the year. Some things are 10% important at some seasons of the year. Being able to shift your priorities, to move your activities, to match the weight of the priority and the value is what great time management is all about. And then for me, it always goes showing up on the calendar. Until it shows up, you hope you're not accountable to anything. It's just a thought that you want to do something until you write it down, until you verbalize it, you know, or, you know, crystallize it, you know, by looking at it, by feeling it, by touching it, it doesn't become real. So show up, do it. Amen to that one. It so great show, Mark. Time management, great stuff. Thank you, Christina McGuire, for being here and saying, Well said. Tomorrow, we are going to have Robin Raphael, the CEO or the president of RCC Associates, who is one of our clients, one of the speakers at the women's event in October, the Women's Power Summit. Super excited for that. Super excited to have her on the show tomorrow. It's going to be a great conversation. So you guys have a great Thursday. Get after it today. We'll see you tomorrow for Huddle in the Hot Seat. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart spin. 
friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down